Hey, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project, where music making matters. I'm your host, Ashley Bienyage. Each episode features interviews with local music makers in hopes to connect the vibrant Winnipeg music scene with listeners like you. Through stories of songwriting, album releases, and touring, listen to the unique journeys of local artists who love what they do. licks like at the jam and then you get to the show and you're like oh i played all my good stuff already (laughs) this yeah all these licks sound used now Mm -hmm. i get that i think um (laughs) as someone who doesn't do licks hello everyone you're listening to the winnipeg music project on 101.5 umfm i'm ashley bianez i'm here with ed deroche from apollo sun (laughs) you said it right that's awesome really do people say it wrong uh des rocher i get that one Derosher. 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 I wonder if that's just because I I, appr- I understand as someone who has a very difficult last name. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. Or it's just we've had so many conversations. Absolutely. Yeah, that's probably it. Mm-hmm. I still can't pronounce your name. That's properly. totally fine. You know what? I've been living with it for 20, 25 <laughs> years. <laughs> you yeah. see it. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so, you. Yeah. No, no Thank problem. Thank you for accommodating yeah. my ineptitude at I mean, your name. it's. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just easier. Yeah. So this is your fourth time oh. on the show. Why I you, feel good about that. Why do you groan? <laughs> what, what? You groaned. Why? Uh, I don't know. I feel like this is like, you know, the best of Winnipeg right here. Oh, so. thank you. You, know, y- you and Sam are for sure one of my favorites, that, like Witch Police, are yeah. for sure like two of my favorite like interview interviewers. Oh. Because I'm the interviewee, mm-hmm. be the interviewer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're, they're just those, those people that like you can just have a chill conversation with and and just like get it. And yeah. it's, you oh, know, thanks. Yeah, I take that as a compliment. Sam comes up a lot in my show. We just talk about each other. I I don't even know he talks about me, but uh, it's really nice when people say that because he's like has like experience as a journalist. So mm-hmm. um, I really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, your fourth time on the show. Um, You've officially stayed in this building or this home every t- before. Every time I interviewed, you were in oh, a new yeah. place, and partly had to do with um having um a baby. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, having a kid makes you like much more rooted mm-hmm. as to where home base is. Yeah, I used to move like every eight months. Why? I don't know. I just find a cheaper place or something. And um, back before Mouse was born, my like. My like mo was just to find the cheapest place possible and still make the money I was, but uh, funnel every last cent into the band and project. Um, yeah, really, as long as I had enough to eat and shelter myself and have like the clothes I liked and gear, um, I would just put every other resource into the band. So yeah, it was just wow. like I, I remember I got my the last place before. Um, this current uh, house, I was living for three hundred dollars, everything included, and really? working two jobs. So I paid off like a bunch of debt and uh, paid off an entire tour. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. No, no. <laughs> no. I mean, no. you've wonderful. You have a beautiful home. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. Like mm-hmm. uh, especially for the price. Um, yeah, we're we're actually sitting right now, currently in in my backyard, and uh, yeah. yeah, we're just getting me, and my partner, my partner and I, sorry, are just getting our uh, garden ready, and we're like 
Yeah, getting ready to go. I'm yeah. s- I'm super jealous of the setup. I love the like yeah. there's like home and t- there's like six or seven different little boxes, mm-hmm. or what are they called? Plots, I guess. Plots. I, super yeah. cute. I, um, I've always wanted to have a, a garden. Um, yeah. I've tried a couple times, but th- our place has never had good lighting. So for yeah, like, you, you you can find for instance because uh, we have the fence here. Uh, mm-hmm. so kale and beets grow really good, like in, in the shape for whatever reason. I don't know. It was our first year last year and kale and beets did so well. Carrots did great. Tomato, tons of tomatoes, scores, tomatoes for weeks. It was nice. great. Yeah. So we're trying to get to the point where we can like freeze and preserve stuff for the oncoming, uh, nuclear <laughs> apocalypse, <laughs> climate change. If you believe in that stuff, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, you just, don't believe in climate change? No, I I do. Oh, okay. I I definitely. I don't know if I believe that the twelve year mark is like we're gonna be dead in twelve years, but it would be ridiculous for you to think that man, or sorry, humankind, for all you equal folks out there, humankind to not to not think that we're not having an A impact. Huge, uh, impact. Yeah, yeah, especially nowadays. There's so many of us. How mm-hmm. could we not? mess up this world and, collectively yeah, and there's so much waste oh yeah for sure yeah. but um one thing i'm proud of is that um uh i, I work at stella's right now and uh, mm-hmm. uh i have a couple people <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't worry we've made a lot of changes oh, that's good uh, yeah um i want to yeah. go back so bad the the new the new people they brought in after they got rid of grant and brad and uh f- and retooled uh they're doing a lot of really good things actually like a lot more initiatives uh starting to pay people a lot better and like give out staff meals more and like yeah so i feel like it was a good wake-up call for the owners Mm. but um what we're actually starting to do is we've been researching um plastics that can be properly uh recycled in canada so like every plastic container has like a number on the bottom real oh yeah 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 so we've been going through everyone uh, uh every container we use and making sure we're recycling properly composting yeah i've been super obnoxious with my coworkers wow, about like hey you have you. to recycle that yeah. or you can if you could teach me that that would be wonderful oh yeah well i'm still learning too yeah, but i i just want to reduce any sort of footprint i have mm-hmm. um yeah so that's <laughs> no i love yeah. this because I, I at manitoba music i'm the designated compost oh yeah supervisor those that, that was andrea's like uh, yeah. project and then that she's left the, it's been put on to me and as someone who loves the idea of composting but never actually mm-hmm. took part in it um it's i'm learning a lot and i'm and we have like instructions on how to properly recycle and yeah it's definitely like at home like now we have this we actually have like a bigger recycling bin nice. that yeah, i got totally. for, for free and i'm just like we've been really self-conscious about that and or self but conscious about it and yeah um and like ethical clothing yeah and, um, reusing we're um mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah i remember having um a conversation with with a climate change denier and he's not like a full-on one he's, he's a smart guy skeptical? yeah he's kind of skeptical and he's like it's, it's all just exaggerated and and my thing to those people is like well if you're wrong we're screwed yeah so like i'm i'm totally for you being right mm-hmm. like if climate change deniers are right <laughs> awesome a- sweet perfect y- you win you yeah. lose nothing but if you're wrong, we're all dead and we're screwed. Mm-hmm. And my family's screwed and your grandkids are screwed mm-hmm. and uh, times are going to get really tight. And, yeah. and and we generally know how people do when times are tight. It, it gets a little messy. Yeah. So I, I was just like, well, why don't you just put in the work? And the worst that happens is, you, um, you know, like, oh, cli- climate change yeah. did happen. And, uh, and, and but now we're prepared. But 
you know, but but if but if you're right, well then we just cleaned up the earth a little bit, and you're yeah. right. Yeah, and it's fine. And but if you're wrong, we're screwed. So yeah. you know, maybe start doing your part. Right. Yeah. It, it's it's not hard. It really isn't hard to like small things. Yeah. Like, one of the biggest changes was not eating meat for me. Like I've been doing oh, it for yeah. almost a year and a half now, and it's like one of the biggest contributors to climate change. And yeah. Um, and it's, that's not for everybody. But like even yeah. like once a once a week, just not eating meat. Yeah, we're uh, we're definitely like three days of the week we'll have like meat and um mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah we're trying to actually reach out to like local farmers to get like uh, ethically oh, raised awesome. and whatnot as well it's a little more expensive but the the Don't amount of meat better? you actually you yeah. need to uh to like keep going is like you know people are o- over consuming well it's certain i don't want to generalize anyone yeah. but um yeah so statistically there's an average of people over consuming yeah so yeah and we've cleaned up our diets a lot like um like a lot more greens and and then with the garden and uh home gardening we're uh, gonna start Mm. growing our own stuff that's awesome yeah so so that's been like pretty much a part of my life and then doing the band stuff family stuff pretty pretty routine stuff it's Mm -hmm. it's it's different (laughs) yeah i bet Yeah. yeah and i like how our our episode just started all with all of this like healthy living and going green wonderful yeah, it's really important it it's is important. and i think musicians should consider that and it's i mean absolutely even with having a small i guess budget mm-hmm. um and struggling with that stuff it is there are small things that you can do and are, are yeah it's like if you really want to be convinced go and watch that our planet documentary that oh, was released yeah. on netflix i have like i've been crying every single episode <laughs> like because i already feel <laughs> oh bad. god we're the worst things ever <laughs> i know it's like this beautiful like imagery of like all these wild all the wildlife and all the animals and then like them dying or oh, like yeah. and then the awesome voiceover being like and these guys may not survive for the next 10 years because mm-hmm. and i'm like oh my god i can't i can't handle this so if you if you want to be convinced just go watch that and have a tissue box nearby because yeah I, absolutely I, a couple episodes i sobbed uncontrollably i can't watch yeah. it so or don't watch it if you yeah. don't like to cry <laughs> yeah like like a, a good cry is definitely healthy at yeah. times uh yeah sure. i've yeah i've definitely had like some good cries I'm like oh man like it it just feels so much better yeah you know like, like when you actually learn to like be okay with mm-hmm. that and like and, like understand that it's healthy and um yeah it, especially being a dad now I really want Miles. Uh, Miles is the name of my son. For anyone who doesn't know, he's, yeah, he's he's just a little babe right now, yeah. like, like a year and a half. But uh, yeah, he's so cute. Uh, he's, he's such so a fun kid. He's so much cute. fun. Yeah, and he's like a person now. Like we're starting to teach him right and wrong. But I want him to like be okay with like, because like you know, my dad was supportive, but he is not an emotional person. Like he is not a um. You know, he doesn't express himself or mm-hmm. any sort of emotions very much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. Um, anyway, we don't have to go into my f- father issues. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I just want to, okay. <laughs> I just want, you know, like, like, like my son to be like, okay with being like, yeah. you know, like that, like in like being vulnerable is also a strength as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's good. Will you, do you think you're going to have miles uh, or let, let, I guess, or allow or encourage him to be a musician? uh if he wants to be a musician by all means Mm -hmm. uh if that's how he wants to support himself and even if it's not how he wants to support himself but if that's where he finds uh happiness absolutely um if he does want to be a professional musician i 
I would really want to stress the importance of knowing your business because mm-hmm. uh, I, I talk to a lot of young musicians and um, yeah, there's definitely like a, a lot to be learned and Absolutely. like a huge learning curve and really knowing how to protect yourself. Not that you're going to get messed with that much because there's not a lot of money to go around anymore, but also like knowing how to get every cent out of everything um, that you can. So uh, if he wants to be a musician, great. If he doesn't, I would support that as well. Mm -hmm. As long as he doesn't want to be like a chef or something. You You don't want him to be a chef? Well, I don't know. It's it's a really stressful lifestyle. It's not the greatest culture. Like um, when I first started cooking... Um, I, th- I think I was doing drugs, heavy drugs and drinking by the time I was like 17 or 18. So, really? um, yeah. And it took me a while to get out of that. I was, I was not in a great place in my early twenties. So, um, it's not the greatest culture, but you know, but that's an individual choice as well. I made those choices to do mm-hmm. those things, but, uh, but we, we yeah. live in a society where <laughs> our, um, <laughs> our pe- people around us are, are really influences like with social media. Oh yeah, and for so sure. Absolutely. If, yeah, that your environment, you know, yeah. I was in a, you know, when you work at a bar and you're working till two in the morning, well, what what do you do? You know, you're the people you work with are your friends generally because you sleep in till four in the afternoon until you have to go to work. Yeah. So you're, you're going to drink and you might do some drugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, me wanting to fit in when I was 17 and. Uh, yeah, I chose to do that, but uh, <laughs> anyway, we we keep on going into yeah, these really I heavy mean, life. This is really life, interesting. I, I'm really I'm divulging a lot of about my personal life, yeah. which I think is good. Yeah, but um, yeah, episode yeah. four is when it gets good. Yeah, yeah, right. We've done this three times. We've talked enough about me. Everyone knows what Apollo Sun sounds like, so you know we can. We, we don't have to talk do about the band at all. Well, uh, Maybe yeah. this is their first time hearing one of your many. Actually, That's true. I know someone very specific who has not listened to the show before, who has started listening, who probably hasn't heard episode three. Oh, really? So, for those who have just started tuning in to one of the music project, welcome. Hello, new <laughs> listeners. <laughs> this uh, is Ed from Apollo Suns. Yes, we are um, a ten-piece psychedelic jazz rock band from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Ten-piece. Yeah, just, it's and it's interesting because you are like the main individual. Like it's it is your project. And I am the band leader. Yeah. I also don't like to think of it as my project. I want. I mean. Yeah. No. I I I, I know exactly wise. what you mean. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like um yeah, I'm the business owner. Um, yeah. I I want everyone to kind of have a piece in it because then I know they're gonna be warriors. You yeah. know, like like when Dave and I were starting the band uh, three years ago. I remember distinctly sitting in his car and we just got, we, we were just at a show, maybe at the Cavern or like the Rosenby at the time, I think, uh, which was the Handsome Daughter before. Um, so when Handsome Daughter, or when Rosenby, then Handsome Daughter for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, I know. Huh? I didn't know. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Matt Rosenby was the owner. He, he was really good. I, I, I liked working with Matt. Uh, although the Daughter is a fantastic venue and they've done a lot of great things with mm-hmm. it. So. Um, but yeah, we were sitting in this car and I was like, man, I want, I want warriors. I want people who are on the same page as you. Yeah. And like, who are willing to like fight, you know, and like really grind it out. Cause like, you know, Apollo Suns isn't like a, you know, we're not going to be like a, you know, we're not going to be on that, that like flash in the pan type thing. Like we're, we are grinders. Like we go out on the road and we, You know, we win people over like one by one or sometimes two, sometimes five now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's getting a lot better. But, you know, the first couple of tours, it was like yeah, every, fa- you know, 
and and we still do that. Everyone at the show, I will talk to everyone for at least a few minutes mm-hmm. who who's interested in talking. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And you, like, it's it's always a struggle. Go like, or you you immediately have this uphill battle because you're an instrumental. Oh band. God, yeah. <laughs> Spite is a powerful tool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very. I mean, I think it's really interesting as someone who's finding their sound. I've considered a lot of just being instrumental because I love instrumental music mm-hmm. and the attitude towards it is like people won't even give you a shot sometimes they're like oh, oh no. yeah it just shuts you down um we've we've had um festivals who have heard us like um or seen our socials or haven't gone into it or like have heard one song and they're like oh you're just like this like instrumental rock band or something like that or whatever, especially from the first album, because the new album has grown so much. Like, uh, but um, and then we've had that same festival come out and see us, and be like, "Oh, we get it now. We came and see you live, and you, and yeah, you can work an audience, and you're energetic, and this is fun." It's like, you know, you have to fight so many. I don't know if it's true. I'm. I don't know if I'm being biased or it's just my. I'm only thinking about my personal experience, but. Yeah, I feel I feel like you know you you, you got to prove yourself a little bit more and like because when you think instrumental, I, people either think you're like jazz, mm-hmm. like boring jazz or whatever, or they think you're post rock, or, or something you know, okay. or like ambient music, that, mm. you know, or or whatever that is. But yeah, I feel like instrumental, um, yeah, instrumental wonder, bands can get it a little harder. I wonder why there's like this wall. I don't, un- I I just. As someone who appreciates, I, I, it's probably my favorite genre, is just like mm. class or instrumental, like classical music. But yeah, it's I. I wonder I, if anyone listening under knows like the history. I would. Re- I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything as to why? As I, to why? I wonder if it's like the folk artists that like back in the time when there was like the classical elite music, and then there were like the little. Well, players. I'm, I'm sure know. that's part of it, but I mean, like, you know, uh, another branch of instrumental was like like jazz and blues, obviously, and uh, blues coming out of uh, of on of, of like the, f- uh, you know, like uh, of the cotton fields and then jazz coming out of that as well. Um, I, I don't know, like, like to me, jazz is still like, you know, you, you talk about uh, classical being more for the elites or the upper rung of society and the, you know, and the fancy folk, we'll call them. But I mean, like, jazz in the beginning was, was dirty, you know, like, it, and, and it's still dirty Raw as well. Like, but then yeah. jazz took on this, like, pretentious sound, this pretension as well. Like, so it became part of, like, the, the fancy folk, like their jazz and the like to go to dinner parties and have a three-piece play Autumn Leaves behind them or whatever <laughs> show tune was adapted to jazz to make them feel cultured, I guess, or I don't know. Um, but... The fancy folk. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, a little um, offended. But <laughs> <laughs> really? No, no. <laughs> uh, God, I, I, I hope not, but I hope so at the same time. <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh, wor- working with jazz musicians, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. there, there is this, like, I don't want to say snobbery, because, like, y- <laughs> most jazz musicians I were, have had the pleasure of working with they don't just listen to jazz. They're listening to like hip hop, rap, 
pop music like Aaron Bartell, uh, one of our saxophone players. Man, From he, Flatland Soul Band, who's been on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's great. He listens to everything. He listens yeah. to electronic music, to jazz, to rap, hip-hop, mm-hmm. uh, funk, pop. Uh, I mean, what, what, like... Like the playlist in the van on tour goes from everything and anywhere. So like, but uh, yeah, I I don't know what it is about. I I just think people want easily digestible stuff. And when you have a narrative, especially when it's about a love song, because everyone has a shitty love story um, and someone's singing about that or like, you know, um, it's really easy to like um, follow along. Yeah. Um, Don't just think about it. Yeah. Very straightforward. Like, this is how you should feel. This yeah. is how I feel. It's connect emotion. <laughs> but having said on. that, a lot of my favorite albums or songs are definitely lyric based. Um, and a really good lyricist can make you really think about things. Um, I don't know, like a uh, great lyricist, uh, like like Kendrick Lamar, like To Pimp a Butterfly has been on, has been in my like every couple of days for the last maybe two years. I've, I listen to that album. And it's and it's like obviously got great instrumentation on it, like the players and the production is fantastic. But those lyrics, like they hit you, they hit you hard. You don't even have to be in in his situations to really understand, not even understand, but to really feel the conviction and honesty. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if more, I feel like a lot more people are giving instrumental music a chance. Like it's coming yeah. up in the mm-hmm. through Kamasi Washington, Bad Bad Not Good, you know, Snarky Puppy, and all these guys are bringing it up a little bit. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes because I'm I'm fine with almost anything. So yeah, as long as it's good, yeah, Who gives a shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm. no, yeah, for sure. And I don't know. We'll see what happens with that in the future, but. Um, well, the reason why we're talking about instrumental music and everything is because you have an album release. Oh yeah, coming up. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah. Um. So on April twenty sixth and twenty seventh, you decided to do a two day release. Why? Yeah. Why is that? Why did we decide to do a two day? Well, I figured we could sell enough tickets to fill a very large room for one night, mm-hmm. and I like playing large rooms. But the thing about large rooms is, is that you know, for instance, um. The Park Theater or Pyramid, you get 300 people in there. That that's good. That's a good turnout, but it can still feel a little empty, you know, like because okay. they're big rooms. They have high right. ceilings. They sound fantastic. I love both those venues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like I don't want to play those those big rooms consistently until we can have a line about the door and pack them like jam packed. You know, like like real. Real, real, real close and sweaty and jammed, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I thought, well, the handsome daughter, okay, we can sell enough tickets and get enough people hyped up to come that we can jam them in, and have some sellouts mm-hmm. and really get intimate and right up there. I love having a crowd right there and yeah. like, there's nothing better. I love the big, big crowds and that's really cool too. And I, and I love both of them, but I don't know. I wanted to make something. It's like, well, why don't we just pack two, two nights? And I mean, man, mm-hmm. we're packing two nights at a venue. That's, that feels good. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It feels good to be like, wow, we're going to, we're going to have good crowds. Like we've sold a lot of tickets already. So congratulations. That's very exciting. Uh, and we're, before we started recording, we we're talking about it and you, they're not the same show both nights. They're very, oh, very yeah. unique. Um, 
Yeah, Friday night is like, especially with the bands as well. Uh, so Friday night is Carter and the Capitals from Edmonton, and they played Festival de Voyager with us last year, mm-hmm. uh, and they are so good. They blew me away immediately. Like this really Bruno Mars, um, Prince, James Brown, just this really good funk pop uh, really groovy stuff, and then Jeremy and the Delicious Hounds, of course, Winnipeg, uh, one of my Winnipeg favorites. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be really funky and uh, and greasy, you know. It's gonna be real dirty, and um, and I'm really looking forward to that. But then Saturday night, we're we're doing two sets with one opener, Lounge FM, and uh, we're doing. They're two also th- instrumental, correct? No, no, no they they have oh. a singer, yeah. They're, we're the only instrumental bands on this. Um, okay. Odd Outfit was supposed to play on September 27th, uh, which is or April 27th, sorry, uh, the Saturday. <laughs> what? So that's way, that's a long time away. <laughs> um, but yeah, but they had to drop out, unfortunately. So we were like, you know what, let's just do two sets um, on Saturday, and uh, each, each show is going to be different. We're... You know, some songs we're playing Saturday will not be in the Friday set, so mm-hmm. we're going to play some unreleased songs as well. And yeah. Yeah, and as well, I'm going to throw this out there to anyone who's listening. If you are at both shows, both shows, yeah. and you have to you have to, you have have to, to prove it, you have to... Do you have pu- ticket stubs? Yeah, do you, have, you can either bring ticket stubs okay. or you can take pictures, mm-hmm. you tag us or whatever. If you're at both shows, you will get a free CD... Um, if that matters to you anymore, I, I guess you can just stream our music for free anyway, but if you want the nice, pretty art that we spent a lot of time stressing about, by all means, um, yeah, yeah so. You get a, so if you go to both nights. Yeah. Free CD. Free CD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, and I, I you, that's, that's cool that people would be, cause you, you had mentioned, I don't know where I'm going with this. You had mentioned that some some people had said that they yeah. wanted to come to both shows. Yeah, we've had some people uh, me- messaging the band, being like, "Hey, I'm coming to both shows." I'm like, wow, that's that's really cool. <laughs> um, like, I I can't imagine like that's really cool that you like us enough to like wanna wanna come to two nights. Like, but you know, they they are different nights, so it'll be a lot of fun. It should be fun, yeah. A nice w- jam packed, jam packed. Because <laughs> <laughs> we jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Awesome. Uh, so the shows start at 10 both nights? Yeah, 10 o'clock sharp. None of this 10.30 stuff. Yeah, 10 p.m. L- listen, Winnipeg, I know that 11 o'clock is your I'm going to go out time, but it's 10 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock, yeah. and you're going to love it. Yeah. You're going to be home in bed by 2, if you want to be. <laughs> 2. <laughs> maybe maybe with a friend. Yeah. Maybe not. But yeah. yeah. But we're also playing earlier in the night as well. Okay. Yeah, we're not headlining either of the nights. I oh, was really? Like, yeah, I was like, you know what? We're going to go on second both nights. Mm. And I want to enjoy myself. I want to enjoy our album release. And it gives us time to talk to people and yeah. have fun and, yeah, and enjoy. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much are tickets? Uh, they are 12 in advance. You can message me or find us online at Showpass. You can message the band. Uh, hell, you can even call me if you... You know, I'll even post my number and we can e-transfer. <laughs> I'm not going to post that. the number. Just, yeah. You know, if you want that, you're going to have to reach out to Ed himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, tickets are 12 in advance or 15 at the door. So yeah. yeah, just get them in advance and save a couple bucks. That's awesome. Great. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to listen to Passing By, which is one of the tunes from the album, which is Dawn, Dawn Offerings. offerings. Uh, is it available on streaming services yet? Yeah, you can you can find it on Spotify. 
Uh, and then it'll be available on Friday everywhere. But uh, yeah, Dark Knight and Passing By are available on Spotify right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we opened yeah. with Dark Knight. So. Yeah. Not Knight, as I. <laughs> <laughs> For the cage. Don't get me started on that. Listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 11.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Binyash. I'm here with Ed Roche from Apollo Sons for the fourth time. Hello. Yeah, numero. Cat. Cat. <laughs> in, in Quattro. Quattro. Yeah, I'm trying to think of Spanish. Um, so uh, we just finished listening to your song "Passing By," which is from the new album or EP, uh, yeah. Dawn Offerings. <laughs> um, I wanted to focus a little bit on the. The um, the approach to this album, or this, I just call it an album. Um, mm. How has your sound changed from um, the first EP to this one? Uh, well, uh, the first EP, uh, titled Each Day a Different Sun, was our best and only five songs that we had. We, we recorded that <laughs> about six months. Best and only? Yeah. <laughs> it was our top five, top five. <laughs> uh yeah so we pretty much just like uh sorry so in 2016 when we got together mm-hmm. uh in we played our first show in march and then we released and then we recorded that album in september and we we only recorded because a bunch of people were like hey we really like you guys can we buy something from you and yeah well you know you want to make money you got to sell shit i guess mm-hmm. um so yeah, so it was just kind of like out of necessity. We put those songs on. We got some horn players, uh, Jorn Hart and and Casimir Gruel to play on it, right. and uh, and it turned out really well. It it tur- it turned out way better than it should have for <laughs> for a basement recording. And we had a great guy who worked on the mixing and mastering from mm-hmm. Calgary named Brad Taylor, and it did really well on charts for us. We charted all over Canada, and we got to tour behind it for a couple years and played some festivals. Anyway, I'm just kind of giving a recap just of where we're coming yeah. from. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it did really well, especially at UMFM. You guys played uh, the 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 guacamole out of that. I'm trying not to <laughs> swear so much. Okay. I'm, tr- I'm trying to train myself not to say the f word because um, being a dad, you know, I don't want Miles to swear at yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. I personally love swearing, but um, yeah, it's not going to help him out. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, now uh, having toured for a couple of years and learning how to play and have a conversation with each other and listen and you know, growing as individuals and musicians. I don't know. You learn how to, like, create dynamics, and maybe we don't need to put everything we want to put into a song, you know? like, uh, And that's where Keith came in, uh, Keith Price, who's our producer. Um, he kind of he reined us in at certain points and was like, hey, maybe all ten of you don't need to play at this part. But then at other parts, he was like, yeah, let's have really fat arrangements here big harmonies and that with an f or a ph ph for sure <laughs> ph yeah it's a bigger word that way you know yeah. the and the p is very bulbous so yeah. mm-hmm. it really extends the word as well yeah um yeah fat's a very slim word it's weird when you look at it it's not very fat yeah um on paper anyway um 
But um, <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of how we came about, and it was uh, it was really like um, we wanted to have a lot more dynamics, and we were more mature songwriters. Mm-hmm. We'd been playing uh, the core musicians for about two straight years with like Anatole and Aaron and Phil and uh, Ethan and Dave and myself had been touring a lot and trying out a lot of these songs on the road. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's it's just, it's just a huge growing up for us and like kind of shedding our influences a little bit more because every band's first album sounds like who they listen to. Yeah. Generally. Um, and then it, um, and then, yeah, with this sophomore. You're finding your sound. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, learning how to write more and you know, saying just because we sh- just because we can put this in and all these cool little riffs doesn't mean we should. Right. And uh, learning what's best for the song because there are some jam songs and some more open songs, but then we also took some time to be like, let's just write a couple really hooky, um, melody heavy groove or groove based or you know like like um you know just some like bangers as well. So that's kind of what Dark Knight was. Mm-hmm. We were like. It's got this great Barry riff. It's got uh, some really cool melodies. Let's not gum it up with too much soloing. Although I feel like the solos that are, that are short lend themselves well to the song, but it's all melody and nice arrangements. So, mm. yeah, that's kind of how it all evolved and still trying to keep that aggr- um, aggressive sound of each day. But, like, you know, having a lot more softer. Yeah. Yeah. A lot more softer moments. And, yeah. So would you say that the sound is still faithful to th- i mean i guess you're, you've pulled away from your your inspirations and who you listen to but do you think the sound is still similar yeah i um yeah i i do uh you you'll, you'll definitely recognize it as apollo sons but it's 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 grown a lot we've learned how to write for a five piece horn section uh counter melodies harmonies you know all these wow. things that how yeah right um you know, so, yeah, and and then having recorded, we recorded the album live off the floor at Paintbox, all 10 of us standing in a circle looking at each other, you know, like, wow. like blowing kisses at each other, you know, oh. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> very well, intimate. Yeah, like Ethan one time I was like playing and like he's just jamming out and then he like flips me the bird as I'm <laughs> playing. I'm like, I'm, we're recording live. I'm like. You little, yeah. oh, you know, but like you got to play your parts, right? Yeah. You know, so uh, oh, I love it. yeah, we were having a great time and Keith was really, he was a great producer and um, yeah, he would give us these pep talks to set up the scene of the, of the song, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and really just kind of set the mood and all that. So, yeah. And is anything added to the, to the album itself? Like it's, you have the 10, 10 piece, but is, did I know, like, in production, people will add sounds or effects. Oh, yeah. We added, like, um, extra guitar parts or uh, a, song, uh, a song for Sterling. The outro section uh, has, like, added um, Mellotron samplings and, like, um, yeah, more guitars. We added some, like, more delays and whatnot. And, yeah, uh, we did some post-production for sure, some overdubs. But uh, it's it's pretty true to what, what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Was that important to you to keep it s- as close to the live sound as possible? I wouldn't want an overdub to get in the way of a groove or a vibe, I guess. Um, yeah, so if it didn't serve the song or the 
overall feeling or vibe of it or whatever you want to call that magical word mm-hmm. um than it wasn't put on there okay yeah yeah awesome um as someone who's never been in that production side i i don't get it but i i i love the finished the finished sound it's always ah uh, yeah always great mm-hmm. um so if everyone who's listening, you want to come and hear this live show, um, the show, the album releases are on April 26th and 27th at The Handsome Daughter. Um, starts at 10 p.m. Tickets are $12.50. Uh, $12 in advance, oh, 15 in advance. at the door. Yeah, that's right. And 15 at the door. I don't know. I got I caught, caught, caught off guard. By the weird sounds in the in the neighborhood. Yeah, a, a bird flapped its wings and Ashley jumped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to ask her to explain her her phobia by by uh, by proximity. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, just I don't know. Just being outside throws me up. I'm not outside very often, as you can tell by my pale complexion. <laughs> so I'm just like I'm not used to like wildlife coming close to me. Well, I mean, it's the classic Canadian complexion of spring. You know, right? We've been burrowed in inside mm-hmm. you know so everyone's got to get to the yeah. beach and get their tan on well, i guess even in summertime i don't tan i i love to I live burn and then yeah. go back to pasty canadian yeah like i'm fine. the same way yeah oh, i just i i i don't know it's just i'll enjoy yeah. not being outside well i mean that's not true let's not get into that that's a whole other thing so yeah friday and saturday nights um april 26th and 27th oh my phone's going Oh, that's you. <laughs> yeah. Um, on Friday, uh, you're going to be playing with Carter and the Capitals and Jeremy and the Delicious Hounds. Uh, and then on Saturday, a Lounge FM will be playing with you, and you'll be playing two sets. Yeah. So very exciting. Uh, if you go to both nights, you get a free CD. So that's something to consider. Yep. It's going to be a fun night. Lots of local people will be there. Oh, yeah. Like, well, obviously local people, but yeah. local musicians. and. Yeah. Oh, also, I wanted to do another sh- um, quick little uh, contest thing. So... We're gonna have a little fun little contest. If you, um, we're gonna do a best picture from each night type thing, so we're gonna have Friday and Saturday kind of face off against each other. So we encourage photos, videos, sharing on the social medias to show everyone what a cool experience you had and you were at the coolest party ever. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're gonna pick our most favoritest photo. Uh, yeah, from from the nights and whoever we pick, maybe we'll pick one or two, maybe three. We'll give out a free CD and free shirt as well. We have a couple of different designs of shirts, very artsy and fancy, and you'll love them. Uh, yeah, so yeah, and we just want to encourage um, all the sharing stuff, and we love to see that we're tagged in photos. It yeah. it helps our egos and our vanities. Right. So. Yeah. It's always hard when you finish a show and then like no one like even do the story you're like oh, but i thought i did so good <laughs> yeah i i knew we were doing okay when like i'd wake up the next morning and we had a bunch of new followers and like a bunch of people like sharing on on their stories like you got tagged in six different things like yes, yes. it was a good show validation validation right, yeah for my i need instant gratification yep. you know? mm-hmm. yeah social media is is a thing it's infectious yeah it's it's evil but it's yeah it's good yeah for things yeah, sure. totally. Right. It's a useful tool, but can be weaponized very easily. Very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, it for people who are listening, we're doing this the night before, um, but it's getting dark. Oh and yeah. It, as I'm starting, it's hard, getting hard to see you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, we're just like a table across, but um, we'll have to start wrapping up. Soon. Okay. Cool. Um, really quickly before we say farewell, um, you are not only just a musician and band. 
I, I'm a human being too. You are a human being. You're not just a piece <laughs> of meat, right? Um, but you also have started moving into the workshop world and leading workshops. Um, yeah. What What started that? Uh, it actually started over the last couple of years um, with like uh, the success, and I'm gonna really put a loose definition of success on there when it comes to Apollo Suns. Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> you know, I mean, you did win a Western Canada musical. Yeah. Uh, so I had a couple over a couple of years, a few people reaching out and asking me to sit down and like help them book tours and talk about different uh, strategic planning and marketing and all that fun stuff that you do when you're an entrepreneur. Uh, so I kind of like fluffed it off a little bit and, you know, I would talk to people and give them some time, but I didn't take it too seriously as like a way to make money or a, a secondary career option or something. So, um, but at, actually at Breakout West, where we won a Western Canadian <laughs> Music Award for Instrumental Artist no of the deal. Year. Yeah, no big deal, whatevs. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Johnny a- actually asked me to moderate a um, Johnny Marlowe who works for Breakout West. Great, great fella, great Love hair. Uh, great hair, great sense of humor. Great t-shirts. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um so uh, he asked me to moderate this panel on strategic touring in uh, Western Canada. And it was so much fun. I was super nervous. And I, uh, we won the award the night before. And, like, I didn't pay for a drink. So I was, like, really rough and, like, <laughs> drinking coffee. And yeah. Johnny's girlfriend, right before the panel, was like, oh, Ed, you look terrible. <laughs> like, Thanks. yeah, I know. <laughs> I looked in the mirror. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very aware. Um but it was so much fun and it was interactive and I had a great time doing it. So uh, after that, I had a lot more people asking ab- about things um, to do with the um, industry business side. So, yeah, we uh, actually helped me out with uh, this workshop called The Build Up, which is an introduction to the music industry. And we're probably going to be doing more. I've oh. had some more people wanting to follow up. And cool. um, yeah, so I would really like to keep doing that. And um yeah, like I'm by no means an expert. I'm still learning new stuff every day, mm-hmm. but I feel like I have a handle enough where I can ask people for a small, modest fee to give them my 10 years of knowledge and experience right. and failures. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So um, stay tuned for that. Um, if people are interested in learning more from Ed about his in- industry um, expertise or knowledge <laughs> experience. Expertise. Expertise <laughs> quotations. Yeah. So um, we do have to wrap up, unfortunately. Uh. Time, I was, I'll be honest, a little worried because already episode, our fourth time talking. I'm like, what else are we going to talk about? But I always forget how easy it is just to have conversations with you. We, we, even yeah. before we started recording, <laughs> we've been talking for like half an hour. An oh, hour yeah. Or something. So yeah, it was a really nice uh, Chris Friesen from uh, CKUW. I went on his show and we talked for 20 minutes before he even realized that we'd been talking for 20 <laughs> minutes about. And uh, then he commented on a witch police post. Be like, yeah, it's a really easy interview. That guy can talk for about interesting shit. I'm like, well, that's really nice of you to say, because yeah. I always think I sound like an ass whenever I'm yeah. doing an well. interview. <laughs> I'm always like, am I talking too much? I'm being very self-indulgent. Mm. But this is an interview about me and right. my band. No, yeah. I'm talking too much. Yeah, yeah, no. And I, w- <laughs> I always warn people, I'm like, this is about you. You're allowed to talk about yourself. Because mm-hmm. sometimes artists don't, Some, I mean, some artists do, but some artists don't like talking about themselves or they yeah. feel guilty and it's so hard. Or like artists who are like, I'm all about the art and I don't want to promote. I'm like, well, you are entering this industry at the wrong time, my yeah. friend. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, as someone who feels that way, yeah. I, you got to play the game. Yeah, if absolutely. This is what you want. You got to play the game. Yeah. 
Um, so where can people find Ahola Sons on the internet and social media? You can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Bandcamp if you want to purchase an album or song. Uh, we see most of that, so I really am a big um, pusher of Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, iTunes, Spotify for free. Uh, Spotify's a good one. But yeah, um, you can find us in all the social media places. Hey, my 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 wife, my my life partner, partner uh, Jan. Just <laughs> hey, say hi, Jan. <laughs> Sorry, it's getting dark yeah. outside. <laughs> That's okay. We're almost done. Yeah, we're wrapping up here. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So fo- follow on social media. If you're listening yeah. to us on the podcast, I will include links on the mm-hmm. website for you can where you can follow. Your and feel free feature. to reach out and say hello. I personally answer every message, everything that comes our way. I will make sure to take the time and mm-hmm. chat. And if you want to ask me any questions as well. For sure. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks. We're going to finish the show with um, a song for Sterling. Is there any little notes or any inspiration behind that song that you'd like to mention yeah actually if we have like a a minute i've recently just started sharing this uh uh, because i never used to this song was written um when a lot of the the black lives matter things was coming out and i was watching way too much news and seeing all these horrible things happening to a community of people and coming from a privileged place of being a white male um it was it was frustrating and anger and like i was really like sad i'm like man this this uh, this is disgusting this is terrible and i was writing that riff for a song for sterling that you're about to hear and i wanted it to sound confused and 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 angry and like and then by the end of the song have a little bit more clarity and like upwards lifting and uh yeah, I just wanted that. I I don't normally share that because I don't know if that's if, if that's something worth sharing and mm-hmm. you know like. But I think it's great. Yeah, I love that. Like, and, and you found something that would like emotionally inspired you, and that's what music usually stems yeah. from. So absolutely, I think that's great. Yeah, I think there's a lot of beauty in the song for Sterling, but I wanted it to sound abrasive at times mm. and like really sharp. So awesome. yeah, that's kind of where the song comes from. Yeah. I look forward to. Listening, because I haven't listened to it yet. So, oh. and everyone who's listening, um, you get to listen to listen to it with me for the very first time, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> awesome. Well, we do have to wrap up. Thank you so much for coming on the show again, Ed. I yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate these conversations, um, on and off air. Yeah, um, <laughs> they are a lot of fun. Um, and everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Vinyash. I'm here with Ed uh, from Apollo Sons. You can hear him and his 10-piece band live on April 26th and 27th at The Handsome Daughter. Tickets are $12 in advance or 15 at the door starting at 10 p.m. sharp. On the 26th of the Friday, you'll also get to hear Carter and the Capitals and Jeremy and Delicious Hounds. And on the Saturday, you'll get also get to hear Lounge FM two wonderful experiences if you go to both nights you will get a free cd uh and don't forget to promote the show uh not promote but um share some cool pictures and if you have the coolest photo you can win a t-shirt and cd, CD. yeah right very cool uh, very tempting i might just bring a giant like balloon animal or something oh yes <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> we'll see <laughs> I, I like to think about those things but then following through never actually oh yeah no right. i have tons of great ideas yeah. i never see the light of day yeah <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Winnipeg Music Project. For more on local music makers, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music by Will and Art from Collector Studio, and a big thank you to UMFM for making this show possible.